What a gift in a week of such brokenness to receive the grace and gift of baptism. What a gift in a time when we have all borne hard news out there in the world and here in our lives to come here with a hunger, as perhaps you do as well as I, to hear some good news. For we are a world and we are a people, especially at this time, hunger and needing to hear some good news. And so God, in the presence of here and now, open us to receive and to hear and to take in and to know the good news of your word for us and with us and among us at this time. And together we say, it was a real gift of time that I had in January, just before coming to be with you a couple of weeks ago. I got to be in New Mexico at Ghost Ranch. I don't know, have you been to New Mexico? Kind of the wonders of the northern desert. 22,000 acres of nothing. It was such a privilege to get to go there. It had been so long since I jumped on a plane and gone anywhere. And I found myself doing all the old things that I used to do. I packed up my bag, and in my bag, I put all of my wonderful plans, and all of my wonderful assumptions, all the things I wanted to do during that time. I packed some books, and then I packed some more books. I packed my journal, I packed my paints. I packed so many things to go for that time desert. And the gift for me at that time in the desert was that the gifts weren't found in that bag that I had packed up of all those things that I thought I should do or wanted to do or could do during that time. But in that desert time, it was a time that opened me up to instead receive the gift of that time. And the gift of that time was nothing that I brought in my bag. Instead, it was meeting and making new friends. It was gathering with friends around the table for delicious meals. It was doing good work. And it was especially one night that we made a fire together and gathered around to watch the wolf And it was all of those gifts, even the real gifts that I needed to receive during that time, that all of the good things that I brought in my bag could have kept me from receiving. Right after Jesus' baptism, Jesus goes to the desert. It happens in all of our gospel readings. And we hear that story every year 
on this Sunday, the first Sunday of Lent. These 40 days that we mark before Easter. And in the story of Jesus going to the desert, we hear the same story. And that is that Jesus meets the devil in the desert. Now the devil is a very tricky fellow. The day the devil comes and he offers to Jesus three opportunities. Now, it would have been a much easier thing if the devil had offered to Jesus three really bad things to do, right? We would say, oh no, you should not do those things. But the devil is cleverer than that. The devil instead offers Jesus three good things he could do. Three opportunities to make a difference in the world in a powerful way. Jesus' temptation is, am I going to choose those good things to do? Or am I going to claim the good thing that God wants me to do? So I wonder about you this morning. I wonder what is the good thing, that good thing that you need to be about? Not anybody else, but just you. What's the good thing that you need to say yes to? Well, it's been such a gift to be with all of you for these past three weeks. In this little period of time and these few months that we have to spend together while Kent is away on sabbatical. And I have been asking the folks that I have been meeting this week on Zoom meetings and conversations the very three questions that I want to ask all of you this morning. So, here we are. It's the first Sunday of Lent. These 40 days before Easter. So, it's the beginning of this time that we have together. These four months before Ken returns on July 1st. My question to you is, what do you want to do with this time? What do you want to do with this time? What's the opportunity of this time? Now, as I reminded all of you, you could just hold your breath and this time would be over. You could close your eyes and it would soon be done. You could, and I could, just go on and do the things that we are doing, so many good things. Or we could just pause and ask, what's the opportunity of this time? For you, for me, for us. What's the opportunity? My second question I've asked is, how do you want to be on July 1st when you welcome Kent back? 
that you've been so clear. You've been like crystal clear. You've said, oh, I want to be rested. I want to be relaxed. Wouldn't it be great if I felt energy and renewed? Wouldn't it be wonderful if there were a bunch of people here, more of us, including people that Kent had never met before? What if there was more of me and of you and of all of us to welcome Kent back? And what I've heard in all of you is to say perhaps a gift at this time is a gift of joy. Is a gift of joy. Now I've seen joy on your faces. And I've experienced joy these few days here with you. I've seen joy this morning as a family looks at a beloved baby. I've seen joy in our faces as we've looked at a beloved baby. I've seen joy in your face as you introduced me to a friend that you haven't seen for a long time who's here right now. I've seen joy in your faces as you've welcomed one another and seen one another when you haven't done that in a long time. I've seen and I've heard joy in your faces when you've told me about the exciting work and that work of justice and joy that you're doing in the world here in your life as church. And I've seen joy in your faces, in your singing, in your singing and in your making you know, joy is an amazing thing, and I hope you have some of those experiences of joy that you all know and I know. But the thing about joy is, right, it's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. But it's a feeling. It comes, and then it goes. And then it comes, and then it goes. And then sometimes we wonder if we'll ever get that joy back. It's a feeling. But I was reminded this week that there's another way to think about joy. And joy is a posture. Joy is a way of being in the world. Joy is a way that comes through times just like this it's born in us out of times of struggle and hardship and pain when we don't know the way through. It's a joy that comes through struggle. And it's a joy that works in our hearts and in our bodies and our minds and our imaginations and it makes us more open. We're more pliant. We're more able to receive. We're more able to give. Do you know that kind of joy, that posture of joy? That's what I've heard in you, that you long to be with those kind of open arms, with that kind of open imagination and open heart in this season of Lent, and as you welcome Kent home in a few months. God help us to become that kind of joyful people.
favorite definitions of calm, which is another way of saying, what in the world are we doing? What are we supposed to be doing? One of my favorite definitions of that call, like what the heck are we supposed to be doing? Is you know that when your great joy, your great joy meets the world's great pain. When your great joy meets the world's great pain. After Jesus left the desert, after those 40 days, something happened to Jesus. He found his call. He found, what in the world am I here for? He found his voice. He found his joy. He found his joy. And he went to synagogue on that day and he stood up and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news, good news to the poor. Release and recovery to proclaim the acceptable year, the sabbatical year, this joyful year of the Lord. Jesus found his joy. And the joy and the good news wasn't in a list of all of the things that now you've got to do all these things. The joy was in Jesus. That was the outrageous thing. That was the radical thing. The good news, Jesus says, is here. I'm embodying it. I am it. So here's the good news for you and me and all of us today. You don't need to run around and do a bunch of good things. The world really doesn't need that from you. You don't need to run around and do a bunch of good things. But the world needs one thing from you, is to show up and be, to be that good and joyful thing that you are, that only you can bring to the world. And to look out and to discover one another. And to discover that radical, outrageous thing that we are, we are the body of Christ. And we are the ones to be and to embody and to sing a great and joyful song of God among us and within us, that very particular and special song that is you, just you, and just me, and just all of us So I invite you to let's stand and let's sing.